Praise the Lord. Well, we want to welcome you all to set. I'm going to say set free. I'm sorry. (laughs) Lake Hamilton Bible Camp. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And we're we're so happy to be here. We thank God for all of you coming on on behalf of our precious president, founder, uh, now founder, amen, Brother Merle, Sister Barbara Miller. We thank God for them and all of you that are coming on. We thank God for you. We pray that the Lord will bless you and minister to you on this weekend as we go forth. Now, I'm going to ask you all to please mute or, or Audrey, if you mute everybody and then unmute the ones that need to be unmuted. So please mute yourselves, and then if you do that, then she won't have to mute you. Okay, brother, brother, brother Merle, if you'll unmute, please. Sister Jean, if you'll unmute as well, and that'll make it easy for you all to transition. Okay. There. Right. Praise the Lord. Okay. Audrey, please use the speaker view, please, Audrey, for the speakers, if you will. Okay. All right. We're going to open up in prayer, and then we're going to share a song with you. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for this time. We thank you, Lord, for this great gathering. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here tonight. We thank you, Lord, for another camp meeting. We thank you that you have gathered us, Father God, for this weekend. And, Lord, we ask for your presence. We ask, God, that you have your way. Lord God, every service, Father, that you meet the needs of your precious men and women of God. We thank you, Lord God, for deliverance. We thank you in advance for healing and restoration. We thank you, Lord, that lives will be changed forever by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord God, that you will ignite us on this weekend, Lord God, that you will give us a greater push for you, Father God. And even a greater desire to seek you, Lord God. Hallelujah in this time. So we thank you, Father God, for the word of God that will go forth. We bind the enemy now on every Mm -hmm. side. We bind every witch, every warlock, every night hag. We bind Jezebels and cores and canes. We take authority over the enemy now. And we thank you, Father, that you've given us free reign, Father God, because of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That every spirit that's not of the Holy Spirit is bound in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given us to walk in liberty and freedom. So, Father God, have your way. Let your perfect, complete, and whole will be done in the lives of your men, servants, and maidservants. And Lord, we thank you and we praise you for it all. In Jesus' mighty, wonderful name we pray. Amen. I want to welcome everybody to Lake Hamilton Bible Camp. Forty-some years ago, we were called, we were called to do God's will. What the Lord called us to do, to go out and set the captives free, to cast out devils, to heal the sick, and to raise the dead, to get peace unto his servants. And that's what Camp Hamilton has done for 40 years. And we will not stop until the Lord comes. God has blessed us, and we have kept what he has called us to do. I call on the Holy Spirit right now to quicken every heart that has come to this meeting tonight and tomorrow and tomorrow night. 
our hearts, Lord. Cleanse them, heal them, make them ready. Bring them into your army, Lord, that drives back the enemy. I ask that the angels of heaven, the mighty army of God, that the Lord will release them to come and do battle in America. To drive back the darkness and once again bring light unto this nation that is filled with confusion right now. I come against the Jezebel spirit that is in Washington, D.C. and the Baal priests that surround her, surround Washington, to do Jezebel's evil. I come against them with the mighty name of Yeshua. Who can stand against this name? Yeshua, the son of the living God, the living word that spoke all of us into existence. I cry out to him. I humble myself before him to come, Lord Jesus, and move across this land and awaken your church. Awaken your church, Lord, to see that they are no longer the silent majority, but they are a majority that does your will in the name of Jesus. Now, I thank you, Lord. I give thanks and all praise unto you. I glorify you. I praise you. I lift you up and I bow down to you, my Lord and my Savior. Heal us, Lord, cleanse us, Lord, and make us ready to do your will tonight. In Jesus' name, I give all glory unto you. Amen. Amen. Sister Jean, I turn it over to you. Okay. Amen. Amen. Hello, everybody, once again. Hello? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, let me pray before I begin. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just thank you once again for this opportunity to minister your word. Father God, I step aside so you can increase in this meeting tonight. And Father God, I ask that you release your holy warring angels to protect us in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, I thank you right now for each and every one that is here that is signed on, and I ask, Lord, that your will be done in their life on earth as it is in heaven tonight. And we ask, Lord God, that the blood of Jesus will speak for us tonight, and you will minister your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want to talk with you tonight about identifying charismatic witchcraft. Identifying charismatic witchcraft. Yes. This was a pretty tough teaching to teach. We had been through so much in the last two weeks and even today. I had three deaths. Three people died that I know very dearly. Two with the COVID-19 and one with cancer. Hmm. And this has been a tough week. And I know God is going to do something because of all the different things and the warfare that we had been through. Yeah. 
But I want tonight to just take my time and just teach on it. It was so much to, to give tonight, but I had to break it down to a certain level of what I thought God wants you to know tonight because my husband going to come in after I get through teaching. Yeah, good. So again, I'm going to talk about identifying charismatic witchcraft. So what is charismatic? It's exercising a compelling charm which inspires devotion, being devoted, and others. Charisma, which refers to the magnetic and charming personal quality that draws people to someone. Witchcraft, and I got this out of the Webster Dictionary. Witchcraft is the practice of magic, especially black magic, the use of spells. So charismatic witchcraft is an ungodly influence through the carnal powers of charisma to seduce someone to think or act according to their will. We know today Christians are practicing charismatic witchcraft and not aware of it, and some are aware. They buy books and they learn how to become a witch. They catch spells dominate others, and in other words, experience the thrill of being a demon. The main idea for this spirit is to hurt others, prevent them from being happy, block their access to good things, and make life miserable for the individual. The Bible says in 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, verse 23, and I'm coming out of the King James Version, for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Charismatic witchcraft begins as a work of the flesh. This fleshly behavior attracts demon powers. These demon powers work through an individual to manipulate, intimidate, control, and ultimately dominate believers in order to bend their will towards their viewpoint. This spirit released through tactics such as fear, prophetic flattery, and witchcraft prayers. Charismatic witchcraft seeks their own gain and use sincere people who want to serve God, to build their own kingdom, and otherwise use and abuse people for their own purposes or benefits. We usually identify these spirits mostly operating in churches where leaders recruit volunteers to build their ministries while neglecting the real needs of the people. And I know many of you probably can't contest to that. Their needs were more important than the needs of the people. We also see where some leaders are using charismatic witchcraft to build mega followings with false operations that many do not discern. This spirit usually associates itself with prophets and apostles, but this spirit can also operate out of anyone, such as a business, a job, your spouse, your relationship, schools, and the list goes on and on. This spirit works in heights and plays and prays on people's emotions to get them to give large sums of money, 
gifts or whatever it takes to build their kingdom or satisfy their needs. Charismatic controllers tend to hide behind the facade or would you say conceal of spiritual coverings. Like myself, I was once a victim of charismatic witchcraft. It takes someone with spiritual discernment to recognize this spirit and it takes courage to confront it. I have met many people who have been abused by charismatic witchcraft and this spirit have literally ruined some of the people's lives and they never trust again or step foot back into a church. We all have been victims of charismatic witchcraft until we became knowledgeable of the snares we were once entrapped in. If you have been a victim of charismatic witchcraft, this is a strong spirit. And a lot of times you don't realize that you have been a victim until it's almost too late. I know a young lady right now, she would not go back into the church. She had been trying counseling, everything that she can find to help her. She done had deliverance. She had been so hurt by this spirit. And this spirit continues, continues today in the churches. And like I say, in the homes and pretty much all over. And it is real sad that even Christians and most of them finding Christians who are involved in this, who are doing this and manipulating the people. But I want to say this tonight. Jesus Christ is against witchcraft and whatever form it takes. That's right. From divination to magic to rebellion to the word curses to the works of the flesh. Paul explained this in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 17. And again, I'm coming out of the King James Version. It says that the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. So what are the works of the flesh? We can find this in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 19 through 21. And it says, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, retellings, and such like. Witchcraft is a serious offense in any manifestation. As a work of the flesh, witchcraft violates the first commandment. So you would say, how is this so? The Bible says in Exodus 20, chapter verse 3, you shall have no other gods before me. So what does that mean? That means that if you are having any other gods before God, something that you are putting your time in more than God, then it becomes a sin. It becomes witchcraft. The flesh opposes, disapproves, prevent the move of the spirit and resists all things spiritual. Paul reminds us in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 21. That's Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 21. Paul assured us that those who practice witchcraft will not inherit the kingdom of God. 
So God hates this. So this means that if you practicing witchcraft, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Then we can see in Exodus, the 22nd chapter, verse 18, it says, Thy shall not suffer a witch to live. Then he came back and said he would not suffer a witch to live. Why? Because the witch wants to become God. He's a jealous God. He would have no other gods before him. The Bible also says in Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 16. That's Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 16. If you walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So if we walk in the spirit, we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So how do you discern if you are walking in the spirit? The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. When you walk in the spirit, this fruit manifests. That's the same way you discern if someone else is walking in the spirit. Let me say this. You can be walking in a spirit, but is the person walking in the spirit? That is the difference. So discerning of spirits is very important. And I pray tonight that you ask for discerning of the spirits. If you know you are disobeying God in an area, repent of this sin. Ask the Holy Spirit to forgive you and turn away from it. That's what repentance means. It means to turn away. Have nothing else to do with it. If you are cursing people with negative words, gossiping, speaking death, stop practicing this witchcraft and begin to walk in speaking blessings. How many of us have been victims of that? So it's time to stop speaking these divination curses over our loved ones and over our friends and other people. If you are flowing in fleshly witchcraft, crucify your flesh with its passions and his desires. Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 25. That's Galatians, the fifth chapter, verse 25 says, If you live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So if we live in the spirit, then we begin to walk in the spirit. If you are walking in carnal, physical witchcraft, it's more difficult for you to discern charismatic witchcraft because you have come into some level of agreement with this spirit. The Bible says in Galatians, the third chapter, verse one, that's Galatians, the third chapter, verse one. Oh, Galatians, who has bewitched you? So who has bewitched you? Evidently, another spirit has taken over. Let me say this. Indulging in witchcraft is a serious sin. And I am finding more Christians, as I stated earlier, are experts at sorcery than you will ever know. As we look in the Bible, we can see King Saul was ordered to utterly destroy the Amalekites and everything that they had from man to woman to infant to sucking to ox to sheep and donkey. 
Saul found victory in battle against Israel, enemy, by the grace of God. But he failed to obey. He spared Agar, the king of the Ammonites, and kept the best livestock. And you can put a note, First Samuel, the 15th chapter, verse 1 through 9, and read this on your own time, if you like. That's First Samuel, the 15th chapter, verse 1 through 9. Saul claims his intention was to sacrifice the animals to the Lord. But there is no excuse for disobedience. Saul was stubborn and refused to admit his disobedience. He justified his behavior. It was when Samuel rebuked Saul when he recognized his obedience. 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, verse 22. That's 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, verse 22. To obey is better than sacrifice. That's right. To obey is better than sacrifice. That's right. Then we see here in 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, Verse 23 through 24. That's 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter, verse 23 through 24. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Because thy has rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. 24. And Saul said unto Samuel, I have sinned, for I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord. And thy words, because I fear the people and obey their voice. So Saul continues to disobey God and lost his kingdom. So is it safe to say if we continue to disobey, we can lose what God has given us. We can see that rebellions grows from many roots. If you recognize this spirit in your life, find the root to the problem and cast it out. It's always a root cause. So let me say this again. You cannot discern witchcraft if you are operating in witchcraft. Saul was practicing charismatic witchcraft. He was led by fear, intimidation, shame, manipulation. He was known for jealousy and problems with rage when he didn't get his way. How many of us, when we don't get our way, we get angry, we get upset, we have temper tantrums? He demanded much from the people around him. Operating in paranoia, pride, and control. Saul eventually lost his ability to hear from God and isolated himself from prophet Samuel and started consulting mediums, demonstrating that witchcraft was his God. The Bible said in Exodus, the 20th chapter, verse 3. That's Exodus, the 20th chapter, verse 3. He would not have no other gods before him. If God said this, he means what he says. So let's move on. Let's talk about some ways charismatic witchcraft is displayed and how people use them and how sometimes we use them 
not knowingly that we are operating out of charismatic witchcraft. A person who operates in charismatic witchcraft will take credit for the success of others. Insisting your alignment with them is what led to their breakthrough. In other words, they take credit for your success. The Bible says in Proverbs 27, chapter verse 2, let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. Let another man praise you and not your own lips because you then can end up operating out of charismatic witchcraft. A person who operates in charismatic witchcraft uses curses against you. They speak curses against you. A person may publicly make curses against your ministry. They want to see the ministry fall apart. They begin to speak curses about the ministry, that it will never mount up to anything, it will never grow, you'll never have any people. The charismatic witchcraft starts operating and moving when people begin to speak these things. They'll tell you, if you leave this ministry, you will never make it. In 90 days, you will find yourself going astray. You will find your ministry totally a disaster. When we speak negatively over someone's life or ministry, we are agreeing with the enemy's plan and giving power to it. So this is why the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And we'll find that in Proverbs 18, chapter verse 21. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Whatever you speak, you'll become. If you speak death, then you look for it to come back. You speak life, then you look for life to come back. So we have to watch what comes out of our mouth, what flows from this spring. They also will never hold down a ministry or a job. You will constantly hear them talking about, oh, they will never hold a job. Oh, their ministry will never work. Nothing will never work for them. That's charismatic witchcraft that's being loosed out in the spirit realm. They also will say, Their marriage is bound for failure. This marriage won't last. It's doomed before they even walk down the aisle. These are things that charismatic witchcraft begin to speak out of a person's mouth. It also says the doctor would tell you, oh, I have given you six months to live. I feel bad for them. Instead of them saying, I come into agreement with the lies the doctor gave over your health. I speak life and health to your situation. They begin to come into agreement with the doctor say, oh, you have six months before you live. I feel so bad for that person. So we have to watch what comes out of our mouth. Witchcraft prayers also when somebody praying their will and not God's will. That's another witchcraft, charismatic witchcraft prayer. We praying your will, not God's will be done. So we have to be careful even when we're praying with people and they ask you to come into agreement. Come into agreement with God's will for their plan, with God's will for whatever they're asking for. Also, witchcraft prayers are not spirit-led. Witchcraft prayers unleash demons to seduce people to think and do what you want them to think and do. This is charismatic witchcraft. Charismatic witchcraft prayers works to create soul ties between you and the person, which makes it harder to lead that person or church. Have you ever seen people say, 
I want to leave, but I just can't leave. I, I, I just can't do it. Or I, I want to get out this relationship, but uh, I, I just can't do it. I, I, I want to leave this place, but I, I, it's just something that got me tied down where I can't break free from this. A soul tie is when your soul is knit with another person. Now, that can be a good soul tie and it can be a bad soul tie. Now, a good soul tie we'll find in 1 Samuel 18, chapter verse 1. That's 1 Samuel, the 18, chapter verse 1 says, Now, when he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit to the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. This was a godless soul tie, not ungodly. We can develop ungodly soul ties through charismatic witchcraft where you begin to step into dangerous territory of manipulation. The devil is using the activities of various types of witchcraft to harm others and create unnecessary spiritual restrictions between them and their blessings. The Bible says in Proverbs to 23rd chapter verse 3, as Proverbs to 23rd chapter verse 3, he restored my soul. So why do your soul has to be restored? Because your, your soul was scattered. Your soul got to be called back. So we have to ask the Holy Spirit to restore our souls. When our souls are scattered all over the place, when we come in contact with different people, different relationships, we have to ask the Holy Spirit to restore our soul. So let's talk about a couple of signs how you can end up on the charismatic witchcraft attacks. And I have experienced one of those this week. The first one I want to talk about, and it's only three that I'm going to really talk about because I really feel these three here has really been the core of this. One of them is confusion. It is one of the primary signs, confusion. All of a sudden you're confused. You can't thank you. You're wondering what's going on. The Bible says, write this down in 1 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse 33. That's 1 Corinthians the fourth chapter, verse 33. And it says, God is not the author of confusion. So when you find yourself under attack, under confusion, you need to begin to ask yourself, what is going on here? Is there any witchcraft prayers coming against me? What is going on? Because when you begin to read God's word, and I find it in 1 Corinthians 4, chapter verse 33, and he says he's not the author of confusion, and all of a sudden I'm confused, and I can't think, I can't concentrate, I don't know what's going on, then something is happening. So you need to find out what are you dealing with. If you are confused as to whether something is of God, that may be the first sign that it's not. Charismatic witchcraft works on your identity of Christ. It works on your identity. It takes your identity and it becomes somebody else. That's when you're stepping into the charismatic witchcraft. You're no longer the person who God created you to be. You become like somebody else. It takes on your identity. You become dependent on the leader rather than God to make decisions. Are you become dependent on that person rather than God to make your own decisions? 
You have to call this person all the time before you make a decision. You got to talk to this person before you make a decision. When God should be the one that we seek for every decision in our lives. The enemy will make tricks, take tricks on you, and he will make you think that you need to call this person for that because they can give you a better answer than God can. You be careful when you get around those types of conversation or you engage in that type of thing because you never know let me tell you charismatic witchcraft is so cunning and you find yourself in this thing and you won't even realize it until it's too late the bible says in john the 10th chapter verse 27 that's john the 10th chapter verse 27 my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me they know him. I know my daddy's voice. Yeah. I follow him. He's the only one that I wants to follow. He said, I my sheep hear my voice. I want to hear sheep. I'm going to hear his voice. So how do you recognize his voice? By having a relationship with the Holy Spirit. If you don't have a relationship and take time and pray and spend time with the Holy Spirit, how do you know he's speaking to you? Which voice is speaking? So we have to have that relationship and we have to know and determine what voice is speaking because there's many voices is speaking. Here's another one. When you know that you're under attack of witchcraft, sickness. Sickness can't attack your body. You can feel worn out. Your emotions can get out of control for no reason. These attacks come on you suddenly out of nowhere. All of a sudden, you was feeling fine, and all of a sudden, something hit you. It might hit you in your in your arms and your legs. I, I came um, down with some problems in my in my muscles, and and I just couldn't even walk. I couldn't do my regular exercises like I I wanted to do. I'm like something is wrong here. What is happening? You know, I went to doctors. I I seek the Lord, and and going back and forth here and there, and I was like, what is going on? And the more that I start talking about this teaching. I found myself going through even more pain. So I had started praying and I, and me and my husband was praying together and just holding hands, praying and just coming against the spirit. And when I woke up this morning, I had no pain. So we got to understand what is operating in our lives. It could be demonic or it can be something that's wrong with your body. I'm not saying that every time something is wrong with you, you don't go back and say, Prophet Jean said every time something is wrong with you, then you're under charismatic witchcraft. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying have discernment. Be looking. Be watchful. The Bible tells us that. Pray without season. Be looking. Be watching. Study. Look. Be alert. Find out what is going on with you. Let me say this. We have authority over witchcraft. And you can break soul ties by aligning your will with the Lord Jesus Christ. Repenting and renouncing witchcraft. You have the authority to do it. We are living in times where we need to know what is going on around us. And we need to be praying daily for the spirit of discernment. We need discernment. The Bible says in Hebrews, the fifth chapter, verse 14. That's Hebrew, the fifth chapter, verse 14. Discern both good and evil. We have to discern both good and evil. 
We are living in the times where evil has become good and good has become evil. We are in these times. They're not coming. We are, it's here. And we need to be discerning what we are doing and what is around us. We cannot take everything we see as a face value. Let me say this. If you go somewhere and it doesn't seem right, you are probably right. If the environment is not set right and something feeling strange, put on your antennas. Put on your discernment cap. Something may not be right. If you are being manipulated, you need to run. The devil always tried to offer a counterfeit move to those who are hungry for an authentic outpouring. So if you are hungry for an authentic outpouring, be careful for charismatic witchcraft. Let me say this. Some lineage, ancestors, leaders, can be corrupt, they can be perverted, controlling, and have not fully transitioned from old paradigms, models, and you don't realize that these people, all these things are attached to them, and you find yourself under their leadership, and you find yourself going through charismatic witchcraft. I have met several and came up under controlling jealous. Insecure apostolic leadership. We must pray for divine connection and supernatural relationships. That's what we need to be praying for. Divine connection and supernatural relationships that are designed by the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus Christ. The Bible says in 1 John, the fourth chapter, verse one. That's 1 John, the fourth chapter, verse one. Beloved. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So what is this saying to us? Put on your discerning cap. Come on, think, listen, pray, be watchful. What your surrounding is. Because they have gone out and they looking and lurking whom they can devour. So if you are one of those people who... Who really love the Lord and you and you tired of this counterfeit movement and you hunger for authentic outpouring, charismatic witchcraft is knocking at your door because he knows that you are hungry. The Bible says in First Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 12. That's first Thessalonians, the fifth chapter, verse 12. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish, which means advise you. Know them who labor among you. Know their spirit. Know who sits in your presence. Know who works with you, who are in your ministry, who walking along with you. We are in some time, saints, that we better know who labor among us. We better know what's going on because charismatic witchcraft will come in and you won't even realize what has happened to you. I have two more scriptures. The Bible says in Matthews, the 24th chapter, verse 24. That's Matthews, the 24th chapter, verse 24. For there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. And shall show great signs and wonders, and so much that, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. 
false crisis coming on the scene, false prophets. They come in with great signs and wonders and, and people are going to be moved by what they see, but it's going to be a counterfeit of the Holy Spirit. And we got to know again what is laboring with us. The last scripture. The Bible says in 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, verse 8. That's 1 Peter, the 5th chapter, verse 8. Be sober, diligent, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walk about seeking whom he may devour. Now, the Bible is telling us what is happening. It's up to us to pay attention. If he said in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter, verse 8, be sober, be vengeful, because the adversary, your devil, he's walking about like a roaring lion seeking whom he de could devour. We must pay attention to that. So what is he saying? Pay attention of your surroundings. Be, put your alert caps on. Pay attention. Discern what is happening on this earth today. You need to be strong in the Lord. You need to have a prayer life. You need to have connection with the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus Christ. So the time has come for us to start stop walking into witchcraft. If we're doing this, if we go, if we operating out of charismatic witchcraft, we need to repent, turn away, ask God to forgive us, and get on the right track. Because God said in His Word that He suffer not a wish to live. Is it safe to say when you operating out of charismatic witchcraft, you operating as a witch? And if you are, then there's still hope for you tonight because God is still the Savior. He is to deliver, and He wants to deliver you and set you free tonight. He wants to do battle for you. He is the one. He is that Savior, and we must trust Him tonight that He will deliver us. Amen? Amen? And on this note, I just want to say again, thank you for the opportunity, Patty, Kevin, and, and Merle, for allowing me to come and just minister the word of God. It means so much to me, and this teaching here is very personal to me because I have been a victim of, of charismatic witchcraft, and I'm tired of the devil stepping on God's people, and God wants us to be knowledge of what's going on around us. So I hope you can take some of these points that was put out to you tonight and apply it. And if you are operating anywhere in charismatic witchcraft, Tonight is your night because deliverance will take place after my husband come and bring the word. So God bless you. Again, thank you. And I love you all. Yeah, you too. This is the end of part A. Please play part B. Thank you. Our website is www.lakehamiltonbiblecamp.com and lhbconline.com. There are many hundreds of free audio files there. It's like going to Bible school at home.